Hey there, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mark. How you doing today, man? Oh, I'm I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, what's uh, what's got you down? Yeah. Well, the the ah, oh, I didn't have one. Uh, give me ten seconds. <laughs> let's, let's, I want those improv skills, man. Oh, improv skills. Okay. Um, sorry. All I can think of is cantaloupes, and that's not what we're doing here. I got one. Um, I got one for you if you want. Ah. Uh, you want to reset? Oh, the, uh, no. Okay. Wait. Wait. I'm looking over my notes. Sorry. Good notes don't make any sense. What am I doing? Okay, I got it. <clears throat> okay. All right. I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed out. What's got you down, buddy? Well, so, long story short, my computer is. She's on her last legs, and I'm looking to get a. I'm looking to upgrade. You know. Okay. And. uh... I go to I, I go and build this real nice fancy like it's not I wouldn't say gaming PC but it's she'd do the job you know what I mean like sure. I could embarrass some Koreans on StarCraft with her if I knew how to play StarCraft okay and then come to find out I I, I sign up for the financing because they have a deal and it's like yeah you do this for this and then you get this without this and I'm like hell yeah because future Mark will do me now Mark. Okay. And then I go to do it, and apparently my credit gets rejected, Johnny. Whoa. What sort of delinquent yeah. are you? I I know. I, I'm i a real piece of shit. And, and apparently the thing hanging me up is is, char- is charges on uh, OnlyFans. But here's my problem, Johnny. Why would I pay for pornography if it's literally free everywhere else on the internet? I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you, man. Oh, but I can tell you welcome to the Dangle Podcast. I can tell you welcome too. How was yours better than what mine might have been? Or do you know what I mean? Uh, I was really literally just going to say I lost my license plate and so I need your mama's ass to come over and stamp me a new one. <laughs> I don't think you know my mama. <laughs> yeah, I like yours. I like yours better. Oh, I'm leaving them both in now because that was perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dingo Podcast, everybody. Let's talk some King of the Hill. Let's talk some King of the Hill in this, our weekly King of the Hill podcast, where I, Mark, and my good buddy and co-host, Johnny, we take two episodes of King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows and the goods and the bads and the ugly, and we give it one of our ratings, or we try that again, we hit it with our patented rating system, and that's what we're going to do tonight, so Johnny, let's let's get into it, let's... Let's dive on in. What do we got first? Uh, so our first episode tonight is episode 28, Traffic Jam. Traffic Jam. Uh, not something you would put on your toast. A traffic jam. Sorry, I don't know where I'm at tonight, man. It's going to be a fun I night. I like it. It's squirrely. No, I like it. It's going to be good. Uh, we have an original air date of February 22nd, 1998. Uh, let's see here. Good old writer of Johnny Hardwick. Everybody knows Mr. Johnny Hardwick. Why do we know Johnny Hardwick, Mark? Because he's Dale. He is Dale. Um, he's. I mean, he's got some great writing credits. Uh, he he wrote one of. He wrote my Blue Flame of Valor, the man who shot Kane Skredeberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote mm-hmm. my close to Blue Flame of Valor, King of the Ant Hill. Uh, I know a personal favorite yeah. of yours. Hank's got the Willies. Yep. Like, oh yeah, dude. Hardwick. He he does some good stuff, and usually he uh, he finds a good way to incorporate Dale into it. And I I think that's just a little bit of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Hubris? Okay. 
he wants to hoist his own petard. Now I'm using that wrong. Oh, because oh, because you're saying okay, so you're saying he's giving Dale better bits because he's Dale. Yes. Oh hell, I'd buy it. Yeah, right. Yeah, like absolutely. He does it. He does a hell of a job anyway. We know he can perform. We know he can do it. So yeah, let him do it. Let him have fun. Oh yeah. And 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 like I'm sorry, dude. Like if you got rid of Bill or Boomhauer, whatever, you don't miss the show. But you get rid of Dale, you. There's something missing. Well, because not only do you lose Dale, but you lose Joseph too, and then you lose Bobby's like only friend, and then it's it, yeah, you couldn't do it. You just can't do it, man. I, I'm right there with you. Uh, so our cast for this episode: Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, Con and Connie Supanusapone. We have a cameo and only appearance by one Glenn Johnson. Uh, I think Glenn Johnson is probably the manager of the Snaps. That's absolutely who he is. Um, yes. We have a, yes. a debut of Mrs. Kalaiki Ali'i, and she will surprisingly come back such more, a, I think, like two or three a times. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> such a weird thing, though. Like, we have those weird moments where, like, you know, Hank's got that um, cousin or whatever, and she never gets seen or heard from again. Yeah. But then, like, Mrs. Kalaiki Ali'i, like, she does. She shows up a couple more times, and it's. I don't know if it, I, I think it's cool. I'm, I'm calling it cool. I, you know what? I'm really sad she doesn't talk about eating an unusual amount of sausage in any of her other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the absolute best reason to get into a fender bender. Um, and then the other real big debut we have here is surprisingly a very funny guest star. That I mean, it's a cameo, and it should have just been like a probably a one-off celebrity cameo. But he shows up quite mm-hmm. a bit later in the series as well, and I'm pretty sure it's the same person still doing his voice. I may be wrong, but it's one Roger Buda Sack. Who does Roger Buda Sack? Oh, yeah, Chris Rock. It is Chris freaking Rock, man. I don't think he comes back, does he? Oh, Roger comes back a couple of times. No, no, no. I know Roger does, but there's oh, no way to get Chris Rock. That Chris Rock. Right? It's, I, I don't know, man. We're, when we get to Roger again, because I know he's there, we're going to look it up. Well, no, because we – he's in junkie business, right? That's like three episodes from now, so. Yeah. Maybe they just did a yeah. like a like a big thing here where it was like, oh, um, we're just going to get you to do a whole bunch. Uh, that no. one that we were bitching about, like, why don't you just, you already have David Herman in studio, just get him to record <laughs> everything. Yeah, hey, they heard us. They heard us, what, 20-something years in the past. We did it, Johnny. Right. Well, a quick glance at the wiki, and we're already hoisted by our own petard, Mark. Okay. Chris Rock we only is... get one more of those tonight. <laughs> I promise I'll stop hoisting my petard. Uh... <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, no, I'm looking here, and Chris Rock voices him in 1998, but when he comes back later... Uh, he's going to be voiced by Phil Lamar. Okay. Which is accurate. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of big roles later on in the series. I just know he comes back, which is kind of cool. Yeah, he does show up. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, you got a synopsis, Mark? Um. Yeah, sure. So um, Hank and Con get into a fender bender, resulting in Hank having to go to traffic school. Uh, his traffic school of choice is stopped by Mr. Budasak, who Hank doesn't quite agree with his teaching method. Meanwhile, Bobby loves Buddha Sack's method, and it's a and Bobby decides to you know emulate his his new idol of comedy teaching traffic school teacher Buddha Sack, and in doing so goes down a weird white supremacy website rabbit hole, and it's fun, and I had fun with this one. Yeah, it's, we get introduced. Is that to... enough? That was yeah. It was rambling. I'm not nearly as concise as you are. No, you dude, are, that you was are, you're a goddamn. Su- 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 I can't even say the word. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> 
Um, no, dude. Sushi you... chef. Sushi chef. Sushi, like you know, gross raw fish food. Oh yeah, sushi. Sushi, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't say su- sushi for some reason. I got in my own head. That's okay. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Essentially, we get introduced at the end of this episode to unwitting QAnon Bobby, and, <laughs> and it's pretty awful. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that, okay? I live in the freaking stupid district where Lauren freaking Bobert is resides, and oh, she's like, buddy. "Ugh, I, I can't believe it." It's it's fine. So sorry, buddy. It's whatever. It's not, it's, um, no, it's not. For our listeners, she, she is, is the the disgrace of Colorado. Oh God, she's she's insane. Like, with just nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. why don't we instead of talking about politics because that's just going to make us mad. Uh, let's let's talk, about, talk about something good. Yeah. Well, yeah, or something else that's going to make us mad. Uh, oh. Pros and cons. Pros you, and cons. You want me to start pros and cons, man? I do because my list is shockingly short for this episode. Okay. I don't think I have a yeah. whole lot here either. Um, let's start with pros. I think it's a funny visual gag that uh, the Snaps parking lot where Hank is going to traffic school, the overhead shot of him pulling in, every single one of the cars that are parked there are parked crooked. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know this time around. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I'd never noticed that before. I think it's that's it's a cute little nod to this. Like, ah, uh, they're they're in traffic school. Um, yeah. I this is uh, I mean we've seen it before. Bobby already likes prop comics. He likes um, let's see what is it? He likes Celery Head, and he's already talked about Weird Weird Al Yankovic, and mm-hmm. like a bunch. Of, like clearly, Bobby is a comedy fan. But yeah. you didn't realize just how, like, deep dive he goes into his comedy until he talks about how much he loves Budasak after seeing him on Breakfast at the Apollo. Breakfast at the Apollo. Like, yeah, why is a 12-year-old Texas boy watching Breakfast at the Apollo? <laughs> like, and it's got to be reruns of Breakfast at the Apollo. Like, there's no oh. way. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I'm like, one, I'm really curious, where in the hell did Bobby find these episodes? Who turned him on to this? And how was he watching it without Hank knowing? Because there's no way he would be allowed to. Maybe he just sneaks out and does it. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I, you know, your your passions will find a way, and this is as good of an example as any, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, Budasak's meta joke. That's it's very very much like on the nose. If you've been watching King of the Hill, it's a thing now. It's how they advertise everything. Uh, did your daddy just sit around drinking beer with all of his buddies, saying "uh huh," and Bobby just going "no"? They say "yep." <laughs> I think that's awesome. They have fully embraced what their like shtick is. Um, they made yeah. it. They got a pretty decent joke out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a good moment. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I correct me. No, no, don't, don't correct me actually, because this is, it's in direct conflict to what I'm about to say here, because you're allowed okay. to not like this if you don't like it. Um, okay. I, I really like Budasak's speech on the first amendment and his whole, like, you're not allowed to say that here, right? Nope. Wrong. The first amendment says he can say any stupid thing he wants. I, I like that. I hate that it empowers yeah. so many dumbasses on the internet to seem to think that they can say whatever the hell they want without consequence because that's not what the First Amendment means. But I do appreciate that it's like he's basically just like, yep, the little kid just told a shitload of racist jokes. 
that's not cool, but you have to deal with it because you're listening to the same shit come out of my mouth. I, I mean, yeah, and yeah, it's... I have a really hard time with this. No, never mind. We're, we got to stop. We can't. I can't get. Like, I can't do that yet. Sorry. Never mind. Sorry. It's sorry. okay. Uh, no, let's it, screw it. I'm going to do it. I. I, I go have. For it. Go ahead. No. Go. Ahead. Give me your. Do you have one more? Do you have any more? Pros? I only have. I only have one more, and it's actually one I'm going to bring up in the next episode because it's. I think okay. this might be the only time in King of the Hill history they remix the refreshments theme at the end of the ser- at the end of the episode, two episodes mm-hmm. in a row. They do it in this oh. one, and then they do it again in the next one. They give it like a '90s hip hop like theme to the end of this one and then they definitely do a, a 1970s porn theme in the next one right yeah. but it's the refreshments and I, I thought that was cool i like it when they do cool stuff like that yeah i do too when they mix it up a little bit and they or even with like the intro credits when they'll change those up from time to time right like they'll hit the the triangle a couple times and give a woohoo and it's uh-huh. whatever i don't know yeah um okay so we were gonna start uh, start our conversation here on the First Amendment. I know you were going somewhere with this man. Um, no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> not even a little bit, no. But I appreciate you thinking that I was gonna make a enlightened comment like that instead of what I'm about to do. I don't think this is a funny episode anymore. I think this would have been funny in 1990, whatever. But it doesn't play anymore. Okay. Like for Christ's sake, the biggest story in the news. And I know we're not pulling back the curtain too much or whatever, but, like, everyone's mad at Dave Chappelle. And yeah. And, like, we didn't listen. We didn't listen to this episode. It's not funny. And further than that, I don't know. Stand-up isn't good anymore. Stand-up hasn't been good in years. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I just, I don't, I, I maybe this is, like, maybe it's this is Mark's retro reference rage, like, <laughs> casting a rainbow of dissuasion over the episode, but, like, It it just took me a minute to, like, get into the... And I know I bitch about that. Or we don't bitch about it, but we'll talk a lot about, like, got to get in the headspace of when this was shot and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it took me a minute to shift to that, and I don't like having to shift that hard, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I Well, we we feel like we bring it up quite a bit in this show because, while it doesn't do the best job, it does better than most when it comes to, like, dating and aging in this show in a time of Me Too, in a time of Black Lives Matter in a time of basically being woke and getting canceled on Twitter. Like, yeah. this show isn't as bad as some, but I do feel like we have been bringing it up more and more often because it's really hard to take yourself out of that headspace. And you're right, we didn't learn from this episode because if we had, Dave Chappelle wouldn't be up there making fun of transgender people. This shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. So, no, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I enjoy this, but I, I've never honestly found it any more than a, just a bunch of cheap shots and yo mama jokes. Like, I've never found any of the, the comedy. Like, you can't see my air quotes. It's happening here. The comedy I, they I, are portraying. I felt them. <laughs> you felt them. Um, I've never felt that it was really true to even a stand-up scene. It was basically, hey, uh, Chris, you want to come in and, and play a character that's doing stand-up comedy, but it's a family show, so don't do your stand-up comedy? I mean, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll buy that bit. I just... Sure. Even maybe just because we're like the wrong product of the nineties. I I've never been to traffic school. Is is yeah. there a stand up traffic school? Is there a, a Chocoholics Anonymous traffic school? Right. I I don't know. I I just had a really hard time getting into this one, and it kind of. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. 
No, it's you're I'm good, bitchy. man. I'm, I'm just bitchy. I'm just you, bitchy. You're allowed to. We. This is not a. It's not a great episode, and we knew that we were going to start shooting down some of them. They they can't all be winners, man. They can't all be plastic white female, and they can't all be man who shot Kane Skredberg. Like we just don't get them all that often, and we are yeah. starting to like like yeah. There, there's some sophomore growing pains here. You know, they maybe think that's it. Maybe, maybe that's it. They think, think they think they know what they've got, and they've got a pretty good idea most of the time. But some of the time, really, they phone it in. And I think at the end of writing a probably what this is what twenty four episodes in this season. Yeah. Or something close like like you get to the end of this season and you can tell they ran out of gas. They didn't pace themselves. That's, well, or they saved up all their gas for the last episode. <laughs> Boo! Spoilers. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> spoiling it. How dare you, sir? Do <laughs> uh, you got any other pros for this episode, Mark? So I really I okay. As much as I bitched about the first half of it or whatever, I really like... Okay, okay. so number one, we haven't... We didn't really do the B story, A story, really. Is Hank's story the A story or is Bobby's story the A story? I, honestly, I didn't put a B story characters in my notes because I feel like it's all one story. I feel like Bobby just kind of shoehorns his way in there in the middle of the A story and then just becomes part of okay. it. Okay, because I just... Because that hung me up a little bit because it's like, is this a Hank story or is it a Bobby story? Mm-hmm. And we don't really see Hank doing anything to make it like a Hank story. It's He's the focus, but like, how else are you going to get Bobby into a stand-up comedy situation? I don't know. Um, but anyway, to my point, sorry, I'm rambling once again. Um, I like Bobby's little, I like Bobby's arc or whatever you want to call it in this. It's super believable. And for as like hard time as I had it with like stand-up in the 90s or whatever internet in the 90s dude i i remember when like yeah you could and i mean you still can whatever but like it was so easy back then you could just get into whatever like there was nothing you could just do it you know basically no context for the situation you didn't know what you were getting into like yeah i i don't know i i really really like bobby in this episode i like bobby throughout this episode i think it's super believable and that is one thing that I will harp on a lot is the believability of the plots. And I think this is real believable. So that's a huge pro for me. Sure. It's also the only pro that I have. That's okay. Now I like, uh, I like your commentary on the internet, essentially in the nineties in a, in a pre Google world. Like, yeah, you had to, you had to hunt around and, and it took a little bit more creativity to find something, but I can absolutely like, that is, it's almost like a time capsule to see a, a redneck racist site with the freaking, uh, what is it? Um, oh God, why, why am I blanking on that stupid General Lee show? The Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard theme, like done in a MIDI format. Also bite your tongue, sir. <laughs> but whatever. I'm allowed to. Okay. One of the actors has my name, and people ask me all the time if I love that show, and I go, absolutely not. I hate it. So there, I'm allowed to hate it. He should change his name. I'm not the asshole. <laughs> so wait, I, but without totally getting into uh, Smallestville podcast here, how did you feel about his portrayal of Pocket in Smallville? I don't watch Smallville. Oh, so, I, But I probably would have hated it. Pretty all right. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm sorry. 
That's okay. I did you notice my deep cut from Office Space, by the way? I really did, and I didn't want to point it out because I was afraid to point it out. No, nope, we did. gotta point it out, man. It's all Mike Judge. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, that's it's super weird and accurate because you and I grew up with the invention of the internet, and we remember going to AOL and typing in keywords, and yeah, there was a time where you could use the world's biggest search engine in AOL and find a bunch of weird white white nationalist trash. Don't think yeah. you can do it quite as easy now, but who knows? It's just masquerading as different shit. Anyway. Cons. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bobby's, Cons. Bobby's lie to Hank. Okay. Which one? Um, okay, which? Oh, 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 I, I was like, huh? Sorry. Uh, so, Hank basically, like, I don't, okay, my con here is I don't like that Bobby flat out lies to Hank, and then Hank ends up going off on Buddha Sack because of it. With his whole, like, he said that I should never listen. Like, real real comedians never listen to their dads. And it's yeah. like, all right, this is a very 12-year-old thing to say, but you know that you're poking the bear, and you know that you're getting a reaction out of him. Why are you making this worse? Uh, I wrote in my yeah. notes that Hank goes full Karen on Buddha. <laughs> yes, he does. And I don't like that. Um, and then the only other con that I have is when Bobby goes to ask the guys in the alley for a ride, how many beer cans did you count on the ground, Mark? Several. Eleven between three men. Well, how long have they been out there? I don't know, but eleven beers between three men, and then they two of them decide, yep, we're just totally going to go and drive. Most of I them are in front of... minutes announced and... Like, oh, shit. Most of them are in front of Dale and Bill to begin with, too. I think Boomhauer's only got, like, two in front of him. I, I'm not going to follow up the – I'm not going to add a comment to that because I'm not going to spoil anything. But, yeah, sure, it's, okay. It's okay. But I don't know. It Almost seems – like they'd have a, an immunity to alcohol. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's – I don't know. Th- I that to me was just like – I also always that Bill is the one that drinks the most. Like, I don't I – don't, Boomhauer will stand there and sip and Dale will stand there and sip. I think Dale smokes more than he drinks. Okay. But I, I, I'm, I, whatever, not like being a drunk driving apologist. I just. Uh, <laughs> no, no, and you're right. No, I just, um, no, just like, just kind of thinking through it. Like, I, because you said they're all by Dale and Bill, and yeah, they were, but like. Nah, <laughs> Bill's got to get to pant load Bill somehow, and usually it's by getting sloppy drunk. Don't worry, we're getting there so soon. <laughs> so soon. Um,. Yeah, that's, I mean, those are my cons, man. There's not a whole lot here, but overall, it was just kind of a mediocre episode for me. Okay. Yeah, how about you, man? You got any other cons in here we haven't already addressed? Um, So just kind of, I guess, like, tapping off yours when you don't like uh, Karen Hank. Yeah. Which I think is now Tom Hank's wife. You can't tell me any other way. But <laughs> when you don't like Karen Hank, um, I don't really like Hank in class. He's kind of just obnoxious about it. Like, whatever, we've seen Hank not put up with stuff but i don't know i just i I get bored with it like the first time is fine but then every time after that i'm just like oh cool hank's acting hank's being a bitch again i just i got real bored with it no that's fair it's kind of like um like i i went back through and and yes for y'all you listeners i actually listen to my own podcast and listening to straight white (laughs) <laughs> straight plastic female or plastic white female or whatever whatever the hell episode you absolutely like. Plastic love. white female. This is the same bitch that I had about Miss Kremser, is that yeah. every single oh, time yeah. she's there, she has to single out Luann. 
And it mm-hmm. was fine for like one or two times, but that they continually hit it like they do with Hank in this episode. Like having him just be a, basically oh, a, a yeah. whiny ass. The whole episode is unnecessary. Like you got your point yeah. across after that first initial meeting. Yep, Hank's going to be the party pooper. Okay, I get it. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, and then, okay, so I'm going to tell you this, and I'm just going to tell it to you now because I need to get this off my chest. And I might leave it in, I might cut it out, but... So, whatever. Um, fuck, Johnny, I laughed way too hard at Bobby's, uh, I bought a TV joke. <laughs> it's... Oh, my God. I forgot about... I forgot about... I forgot about this episode, I guess. Like, I remembered most yeah? of it, but... Oh, my God, I forgot about that. It's and in like, my... <laughs> It's so funny. It's not funny. Nothing about it is funny. It, it's it, it's terrible, but it is hilarious. And I just, I feel better now. I've said it. I'm a piece of shit. I acknowledge it, but laugh it's, my ass off. No, it's okay because this is a perfect segue into retro reference rage because that's one of my retro references. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, in a, in a time of um, George Floyd, I don't know how many people around here, at least our age or younger maybe people our age would know who rodney king was because i'm assuming i'm assuming bobby's riot joke is based off of the rodney king riots in la because i barely yeah yeah i barely remember the oj verdict and all this other stuff and that was right around this a similar time that's a fair point yeah but he's also getting this off the internet so these are people that are like older than him doing this that's probably very true jokes Oh, very true. Yeah, he's totally just not plagiarizing. Really, like, not, 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 not plagiarizing. He doesn't really know how to write anything yet. Like we've seen Bobby's closer be uh, belching the ABCs. That he can <laughs> yeah. write for SNL right now. I guess is my point. But like, hey, don't you make fun don't... of Colin Jost? He's a treasure. <laughs> I'll be honest. I haven't watched an episode of SNL in like fifteen years. I haven't either. The only reason I know who he is is because he knocked up Scarlett Johansson. Oh. So he's that guy. He's that guy. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Like, I don't know if anybody knows who Rodney King is. Now, unfortunately, okay. it feels like we get a riot about once a year now because people are still, to this day, being shitty to black people. Yeah. So much so to the point where there is so much inequality, they freaking riot every year now. I, I, I would have hoped that yeah. we would have fixed this by now, but... What what can we do, I mean, Mark? Yeah, it's been what twenty four whatever years. No, it's I don't know. I I don't know. It, I mean, these are bigger questions than you and I should be answering or even asking. I think really, but they are. I mean, it, it gets this podcast into a very weird place. We're here to talk about King of the Hill, not a bunch of racial issues, but but also I I really appreciate like how do you do this? I appreciate the banality of Bobby's racism. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's not like he's not really saying anything terrible. And I mean, he is whatever, but like, not really. He's asking a couple questions because he read a website and he doesn't know what he's doing. And like, Bobby, I like, Bobby's not racist. We know that Bobby's not racist. Like, right. And I guess I'm glad that when Bobby's being racist, he's not that bad. Do you know? Does that make any sense? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the only other retro rage I've got in this episode, too, is I don't think I've ever watched a single episode of Moesha. I just remember him advertising it on UPN. Oh, God, UPN. Yep. Oh, my God. 
Yep. Okay, that reaction right there tells me it is old enough to be in retro rage, man. Nobody else knows who what UPN is. I think UPN died like 20 years ago, honestly. It, I think it melded into CW. I think it did, yeah, like 2003, the same time they started playing Smallville, Johnny. Oh, man, it's all coming around now. <laughs> Let, let's uh, let's get into some favorite moments, man. Um, I don't have any. I Nothing really stood out to me in this episode. I just okay. I don't know. I have yeah, two. You? I have two, okay. and they're, they're both animation moments. Um, Hank getting red in the face when Budasak is just making fun of him. Yeah. I Like... And Bobby joins in, he's talking, he's like, and French fries! Like, all that. Hank's face turns literally just, like, the worst Mountain Dew code red. And it's amazing. <laughs> like, amazing. Uh, and then I also, like, I couldn't remember what episode it was from. And I'm so glad I didn't miss it on this one because it's a very fast visual visual gag that is paired with, like, a throwaway line about their old neighbor, Dave Henderson... And him moving out. Oh, yeah. And the you just see the nice new brickwork. And it's like, yeah, Dave Henderson was a 400-pound shut-in, though. Wow, they replaced that wall real nice. <laughs> it's a completely <laughs> different color. It is. And I just, I love that there's even a little spot for his head. As if they just, like, carried him out on his bed. <laughs> yep. So, I, I love it. It's a, it's a silly throwaway moment, but it's, it's a funny animation bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's give this bad boy a rating, man. All right. You want to break down our rating system? I will. So uh, at the very bottom here, we have our charcoal rating. It's F rank, absolute lowest of the low. Uh, you're a filthy peasant if this is all you can use. Um, charcoal episodes are Jesus. very much... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, charcoal episodes are basically those unwatchable ones. You skip them when you, watch your re- when you do your rewatches. Uh, they don't add hardly anything to anything, and they're just not good. Uh, after that, we've got our Megalo quality. That's our bronze medal, our D rank, if you will. Uh, Megalo quality, usually, I mean, they've got a couple of good jokes here and there. They're just all right, meh episodes for the most part. Um, they don't also don't do a whole lot to further the story or develop characters and stuff. Usually you get like half of a good idea, and that's a Megalo episode. After that, we've got our Butane, our silver level C rank. Uh, Butanes are usually pretty good episodes. They've got some decent character development in it. You get some real fun scenes. Um, sometimes our, you know, our Butane episodes just don't have the best, most compelling stories. And you can't expect it out of a lot, but hey, silver medal's not bad. I'd be happy with a silver medal. Yeah, silver's fine. Not yeah. as shameful as bronze. Not as shameful as bronze. After the Butane, we have our Char King Imperial. This is our, like, A-rank, gold, gold star, like, Damn near perfect episodes. A Char King episode is one that is it's instantly memorable. You never skip it. It's probably in your top 10 or top 20 of King of the Hill if you watch just as much of it as we do and you happen to have a top 20. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's your blue flames of valor don't come along very often. And when they do, there's something special to enjoy. After yes, that, we have our blue flame of valor, our S rank top tier platinum medal it's the best episode. It's some of the best TV that's ever been written. It's the reason that we you keep watching King of the Hill over and over and over again, even though there is a buttload of charcoals later on in the season. <laughs> y- you just suss out some of these blue flames of valor, and they're worth it every single time. So. Yeah. Well said, yeah. sir. Well said. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
so I gave on a scale of charcoal to blue flame of valor, I gave traffic jam a butane. Okay. You know, um, I, I gave it a silver. There's not a lot wrong with the episode. It feels like it's missing a B story. I, uh, I'm going to amend the note that I just literally read word for word right here and say that there is quite a bit wrong with this episode now. And it mm-hmm. took you kind of like pointing it out to me to realize it. Yeah, this is it's bad '90s stand up. Sorry, it's just that's no. Me. Don't apologize. Like, I'm glad you opened my eyes to it because that's that's part of what this is for. Like, I need to understand there's flaws. <laughs> What's the point? You love it, and I yeah, not so much. So yeah, yeah. How about you, man? What'd you give it? Um, I gave it a Meglo. It's okay. It's whatever. I don't know. Oh, I had. I'm sorry. Hey, I got one more note. Okay. Um, Budasak calls Hank Drew Carey. I think that's hilarious because later on, Drew Carey <laughs> plays his best friend. There yep. we go. That's my favorite moment because I love it when King of the Hill predicts the future kind of sort of, but not really or whatever you want to call that. But I love it. It's I, great. Yeah. I almost put that moment in retro rage and then I went, nope, Drew Carey's t- technically been on TV consistently for 20 years. He's still doing prices Right, yeah. He is still doing the prices Right. So I was like, nope, it's yeah. not retro. You can turn them on any weekday if you just don't have cable. Or if you're a nerd like me, you can put in the DVDs of the season one Drew Carey show that I totally bought because I love that show. Moon over Popov, man. No, Parma. Moon over Parma, whatever. I'll bring my love to me tonight. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. (laughs) Hey, guys, that's where we're at. (laughs) We got Mark singing again, guys. (laughs) Oh, ha, ha. So hard to do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else you got to say about your Megalo, man? I keep interrupting you. No, it's cool. I'm interrupting myself. Um, we're 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 just silly tonight. I like I like <laughs> us being silly. This is this is we have to be silly with some of these episodes. I think <laughs> it's all the honey I put in my tea. Um, I, no, it's Meglo. It's I don't hate it. I'm not gonna skip this one. Like when I saw it in the queue, I was excited, and then I started watching. I'm like, this isn't okay. And I just. I don't know. Yeah. You want to remember it more fondly than you did, which is fine. But some of these, and we've done that with some of these, where it's, oh, hey, I'm so glad to see this one. And then I see it, and I'm like, oh, man, that was was kind of a turd, eh? But, yeah. Yeah. Hey, they don't all hold up. Anyway. No, not all of them. Well, why don't we move on to this next one here, episode 29, Hank's Dirty Laundry. Hank's Dirty Laundry. We have an original air date of March 1st, 1998. Uh, Jonathan Abel and Glenn Berger are our uh, our <laughs> writers here. Every time, dude. I'm a huge Simpsons fan, every, guys. If you hadn't figured this every out, time. Um, we've previously watched Westy Side Story, Peggy the Boggle Champ, and the Arrowhead. These guys also wrote Meet the Manger Babies. So okay, hmm. you know, hmm. Eh. Hmm. fine. Weird. It's a weird shotgun of qualities. Like It is a weird shotgun, a smattering, if you will, of quality. It's a regular Pollock of... <laughs> I got nothing. A Jackson Pollock. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't think of anything. I, I don't know. I, I brain farted. Anyway, go on. It's, it's a good the, try. G- give, me, give me a synopsis. Uh, so our synopsis here is Hank's credit score is affected when Arlen video claims he failed to return his Hank. Hank gets, or Hank has to get his dot, 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 hands dirty, dot, 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 in order to exonerate himself. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you skipped all over our cast of characters, man, and there's uh, there's some fun ones in here. Yeah? 
Yeah, we've got Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boom Howard, Bill Dotrieve, Buck Strickland. We have Nancy Gribble and John Redcorn. We have Buckley. We've got Melinda. I don't remember seeing Melinda before this, and she doesn't show up too much more in the background of Strickland, but yeah. I know she's there. Uh, we have a cameo from Matt. He is the telemarketer for consenting adults. We have our judge. This is cameo and only appearance. We have a dryer salesman. And then we also have our video clerk. Uh, like three or four of these characters are all voiced by one specific person. And it's the most obvious with the dryer salesman. Do you know who that person would be? Who is that person, Johnny? Uh, one, Billy West. Aha, Billy West coming back again. We... We just saw Billy West, didn't we? Yeah, he no, shows up right? a lot no. here. But we just saw him doing something, right? Yeah, we did. We did. We see Billy West a lot because Billy West is one of the pr most prolific voice actors alive and working today. Um, and He's for good reason. He's the for Christ's sake. Like, uh-huh. He's everybody's yeah. favorite frozen uh, frozen time traveler. Like, I, I've seriously considered getting a tattoo of Philip J. Fry tattooed on my ass. It's going to happen. Or not him. I was you're gonna, gonna get one of Bender, on, like Fry. You're gonna you're gonna do the you're gonna do one of Bender, but then on the other cheek we're getting our tenacious D ones. Yes, we will get Next Asmark. Together, calling it now. Yes, we will get Asmark. It's <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> um, so we actually do have a legit A and B story in this episode. Yes, yes we do. Uh, I don't really care about the B story. I think it's annoying. I'm telling you now. Okay. Um, I do like the A story, however. I have some problems with this episode. Okay, okay. So, do you want to start us off with pros and cons? Can I give you a couple notes before I give you some pros? Because I have yeah. a couple fun things. Yeah. Well, not really any, even anything fun. Number one, it's it's a video, it's a poster in the video store, uh, Kung Fu. It is literally the poster for Beverly Hills Ninja. And Kung Fu? Yeah, Kung Fu, but rest in peace, Chris Farley. Oh my goodness, that's such a great movie. God, uh, listeners, if you have not watched Beverly Hills Ninja, spend the time. <laughs> oh my God, you don't even you don't even spend the time as you let them borrow it from you, and you are happy to let them have it. Like I, you know, and then you I get it returned with interest. It's I'm willing oh, to stake such a good movie. I'm willing to stake my '90s like funny bone, like karma. Uh, street cred, whatever the hell you want to call it, on the line and say that this is on par with any Ace Ventura and any Dumb and Dumber, it is just as funny. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. you need to go and check it out, guys. Beverly Hills Ninja. That's awesome. I've never noticed that Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was fun. And then um, I believe, Johnny, this is our first Rusty Shackleford. This is the first time Dale uses that name, right? We it is. do it yet. Nope, I have it in bold, very large, very blocked letters. It's our first Rusty Shackleford. <laughs> oh, it is. When do you think Dale started using it? I I don't if know. Because so now like because in my mind he goes, oh Hank didn't want it. That means it's mine. Okay. So now we got to keep an eye out. Like we're keeping an eye out for Andy Maynard and. Bobby's Sunday school shenanigans, and now we're keeping it out for uh, Rusty Shackelford, too. We've got to be. I don't know. I almost yeah. want to say, doesn't he say something to the effect of uh, it's bar barely been used, meaning he has used it a little bit before that, maybe? Oh, I thought it was because the kid died real early. 
Okay. No, and that's that could be it. God, you never know with Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and past that, I don't have any more. I guess I don't have any more notes. I'm really mad that telemarketers are still a thing. Yeah, um, I really wish they weren't. I'm really mad that they really haven't changed in 20 whatever years. God, this is a, it's like a retro reference rage episode kind of sort of like the <laughs> you, whole thing. Like you are dipping, two, you are dipping like, into my cons, man, so hard. I'm sorry. I'm just giving. No, no, just... no, no, no. Yeah, it, uh, it makes me happy that you very clearly saw what I did too. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. I got two pros. Really, I love Hank watching porn. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I would watch yeah. a thirty minute. I want to watch an animation of Hank right now watching porn. Like whatever's on Pornhub number one right now. I just want to watch that and hear Mike Judge react in Hank's voice to whatever's going on. I yes. love that. But. Yeah, other than that, yeah. I, I like Hank in this episode. It's a good Hank episode. What do you got, buddy? Uh, so I put that this is, it's a very good Hank's principle episode. Hank is doing something because of the principle of the thing. It would be very uh-huh. easy just to pay Arlen Video the 40 bucks. But you know what? Mm-hmm. He's going to go through all of this toil and trouble and literally like digging around in garbage because of his principles. And I like yep. that. Um, I like it when Dale's conspiracies turned out to be true. Yeah. And the fact that too. the beast is true in this episode kills me. <laughs> like, I love it. Uh, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but this is, uh, this is two episodes in a row now that has alternate ending music. And I think this okay, is the better yeah. of the two. Oh yeah. Totally. I don't even remember the ending music for the, for last one. Yeah. But yeah. I do remember this one, this I can recall the ending music to this, like, at any given moment. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, And then I have a a significant personal pro for this episode, Mark. And it happens to just be because I watched it yesterday with my wife on the the couch. And uh, she just, like, her eyes lit up and got stupidly happy. Okay. So on the date in question, June 23rd, Hank was at home alone, suspiciously. Peggy Uh was playing Boggle with Nancy. Uh Uh-huh. And I was getting married to my wife. Oh my God. That is so wonderful. June 23rd is our anniversary. Aww. So she got stupidly happy when she heard it. And I think it's fantastic. That's so So that's a personal pro of mine, but I thought that was kind of cool. I don't usually hear that date come up like anywhere, let alone in one of my favorite pieces of media. Um, Okay. Let's, uh, let's jump into some cons then. Do you want to start this? Because I... I think we, I bet we could almost like read each other or send each other our cons list and read it to each other. And we would have written the same things, but so yeah, let's, let's just go one for one. Um, I hate the B plot next. (laughs) Uh, I don't like how pushy Hank is in the beginning of this episode with the salesman and his love of propane. It's too much. And I would have hated to go shopping with Hank. I would have been embarrassed and mortified to be the, the, with the guy who's just like, Oh no, no, no. I'm going to tell you all about this. He, it's a total boomer move, man. I hate it. Absolutely, yeah. All right, go for it, man. Uh, phone, don't lock. Um, that uh, There's that joke about Charlie Sheen, and it's really weird because Charlie Sheen gave porn stars AIDS and like kind of started that weird AIDS epidemic or whatever. He did. Remember that? Yep. And it's it's weird. It was a weird thing, and it like... I really was enjoying all of this episode, and then... That I forgot that that was what the tattoo said, and it like 
ripped me back into reality. And I was like, oh, that's such a weird. It's a low blow. Simpsons did it. No, not even that. It's the Simpsons did it. Like it is. How, who the? I, but but it wasn't because it didn't mean anything. But at the same time, here's a porn star saying Charlie Sheen rules, and it's just like maybe coincidence. It's probably coincidence. But like, holy shit, that hit me like a ton of rocks, and I I didn't like the way it made me feel. Sure. But yeah, what you got? Um, Bill's motivations make a lot of sense, but I don't think they ever bring up that he has a porn addiction ever again. So I don't like that. It's in continuity. What do you mean a porn addiction? The man has four tapes. Uh, yeah, but he watches them enough and then has to take them back that he can, t- he can literally piece together an entire defense for Hank. <laughs> Nobody should be that encyclopedic about porn. I do not care. Mm, you can enough. you can be an aficionado and not be that detailed. Fair, fair enough. All right. All right. <laughs> How about you, man? That's pretty much all I got. I, I didn't have a lot bad to say about this episode. Okay. I, I do Other have a couple like more. The big glaring one of B-plot, but yeah, lay it on me, bud. Um, nobody gets free porn paraphernalia, ever. Like, the idea yeah. that hey, they will just show up one day and they're going to have uh, what, what will basically be like five to $600 worth of material just shoved in their mailbox. I mean, we're talking vibrators and lube and butt plugs and all of this other stuff. Nobody gets that for free. I don't care how oh. nice this telemarketer was. Nobody gets that for free. Um, one of one big glaring thing that I saw in this, Peggy and Hank have been married for 12 years at this point, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably longer because I think they were married a couple years before Bobby. So I let's so, yeah. well, let's shoot for a ballpark of 15 years. Okay. In 15 years, how many times do you think Peggy and Hank have ever had a conversation or ever even entertained the idea of watching porn? I don't know. Then this why? Is 19, this is nineteen ninety-eight. Well, 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 yeah, okay. So we're gonna say that this is what nineteen. Uh, math, Johnny, help me. Nineteen eighty, right? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, early eighties, early sure, to mid eighties. There is porn. Hell, dude. Mm, sure, there was. Yeah, but it was like the weird one you had to watch with the guys in your garage on a projector. Right. And then, so, like, you know that you know that Hank did not get a Betamax. Yeah. Like, they probably didn't get the VCR until probably year two or three into one after Bobby was born, just so he could, like, watch, you know, weird tapes or something, because that's what you do with kids. Sure. But I can't even imagine it was a thing that was brought up. Porn was different back then, you know? It it really was. So you're strengthening my argument here. Um, Just knowing who Hank is and being with the same person Uh for 15 years and never having this conversation, why does Peggy immediately turn on Hank? Why does she immediately... I, that's it and it's it doesn't yeah. make sense i don't like it like there's absolutely some loss of trust there that shouldn't exist because hank and peggy know each other better they know Especially each other better than this that. like this is the man that you shake his hand at the airport you know yeah it's so yeah. that's a big one um the my biggest con of the entire episode it just has to has to do with the era that we are now living in and how i cannot dissociate from it anymore Mm-hmm. In an era of IMDb, streaming, mm-hmm. internet porn, this entire episode is obsolete. Absolutely. It, does, yeah, it could not be made today. It doesn't make any sense. Any Zoomer that is watching this is going to go, what do you mean he couldn't just look on IMDb at how old the girl was or when the movie came out? God, he should have just done that. Yeah. Like, 
like so it, I, I have an issue with it and it's just I can't get my brain out of that because I use all of those so not wow almost Freudian slipped there I use IMDB an awful lot and I stream okay, every buddy. day we all know that X hamster is better it's okay but I'm you, just you make your points I don't want to say I use a lot I am married <laughs> I have a very healthy sex life not going into details here um, Sometimes you just like to see two people ramming into each other. It's fine. Sometimes it's, you get bored and you're folding laundry and it's just nice to have on in the background. <laughs> I, I Who would do that? Doesn't matter. I, I wish I could tell you. Uh, literally, can we just say the entire episode is reference rage? Retro rage? Yeah. Can we say the, the entire episode is reference? Like the, yes. this one and the last one? Like, okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the the video store that doesn't exist anymore. The Polaroid camera God, that Hank takes you, a picture of. You, how bad do you miss the video store, though? How bad did this episode make you miss going to the damn video store? I, you know, <sighs> I see, I see a lot of nostalgia for that. Like people walking into the Blockbuster to get their popcorn, their very stale candy, and staring at the entire wall of wrestling tapes for like thirty uh-huh. minutes. It's Sweet there. Ass horror movie covers. Yeah. Like. Uh huh. I had friends in high school who worked at Blockbuster. They said it was the greatest job in the world. I, I can only imagine, yeah. Yeah, all they did was watch movies all day long. I'm like, okay, I'm into it. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's get to some favorite moments, man. Um, I love the bit about when they're in the post office and the little old lady who's once again voiced by Bobby. <laughs> the same little old lady, not, or the same voice from the little old lady in the trailer park. But the, don't you want to improve your lovemaking for pennies a night, Mr. Hank Hill? I, yep. God, I lost it. I love that. I love that little bit so much. And then I love Hank yelling at the, yelling at the cop. It's a wand massager. It's, yep. <laughs> love it. <laughs> How um, about I, you, buddy? I think I have my favorite Buckley line of all time in this episode. Okay. Hey, hey. When did you get promoted? Yester. Hey. Day. <laughs> you don't get a lot of ridiculous Buckley. It's usually just, hey. And I I, I like the creativity of that. Um, also followed swiftly by Bobby going, or like telling, saying hey to him, and the man's like, he's on break, and he looks at his watch, hey. Right, like 30 seconds later. Hey, yeah, for that 15 minutes, he is on break. You don't get a hey out of me, mister. Pretty much, damn right. Know, I, not to piggyback off you, but no, 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 no. Like it's it, it adds to why this is a favorite moment of mine. Um, I'm pretty sure I found your new ringtone for my phone. Okay. Yeah, it's Boom Howard doing porno sounds. <laughs> awesome. I lose it every time. Every time he does it. <laughs> um, but my, probably my favorite moment in the whole episode is the over dramatic reaction after Peggy sees Hank and assumes. He is masturbating. <laughs> Her in the background screaming, get out of the house. It is so overblown and so <laughs> egregious. It's so great. It is wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you, Kathy and Jimmy. Thank you for that. That is like S tier performance. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm really glad we don't hate Kathy and Jimmy yet. I'm so oh. glad. I, I don't know like, if I ever will or not again. Hate her, but you know you know what I mean. Like yeah, we don't hate we don't hate Peggy yet. I'm really glad we don't hate her yet. I, it takes a long time for me to hate Peggy, and then eventually she just redeems herself because I'm like, eh, you're a plot device. 
Fair enough. But um, let's give this guy a rating, man. Um, yeah. Do you care if I go first? You want to go first? Yeah, go first. I gave it a butane. It's fine. It's funny. It has its moments. Um, to one point I would like to make is where yeah it wouldn't work with like you know the whole the, the whole free porn showing up and mm-hmm. then IMDb and everything well that wouldn't work man this episode really made me ooky spooky about like the idea of just how literally connected to the rest of the planet we can be and how easy it is to be accessed by literally all of it yeah and then it made me like have second thoughts about like doing a podcast and talking and letting my opinions be heard but then i realized i didn't care because i'm a true artist but like dude it it was such a weird like damn this is a it's a it's very unbelievable but it is a very believable episode oh absolutely i do you know what i mean like i i feel like you know i feel like you definitely had a chappy moment where you wanted to go live in the woods uh, poop in an outhouse and make your own bread because it was just like nope i don't want the rest of the world to know everything about me and it makes me uncomfortable that they can in like two seconds there's, there's not a mrs chappy is there <laughs> wow see there's there's some deep cuts for you guys i think chappy shows up once <laughs> yep the only time you need him um how about you buddy what do you got i also gave it a butane uh, I really, I wanted to like it a lot more. I remember liking it a lot more. Maybe it's because I've been so desensitized to porn and it's just made its way into the mainstream like it's no big deal now that it's just not as a special of an episode as it used to be. But uh, there's just too many loopholes and inconsistencies in this episode for me to really, like we had a bunch of different cons in this. I'm surprised we both gave it a butane, maybe just because it's got some good gags. I, I absolutely love every single moment of Hank's courtroom scene. I didn't want to – like, I know that you have to love that, so I can't say yeah. that's my favorite moment. But, like, I love that entire thing. I love how he rehearsed this, Johnny. He's got his points down. Like, he's fantastic. Hank in this episode, just being Hank is fantastic. Like, the only thing the only thing he's missing is a seersucker suit. Yeah. Yeah. I right, and I feel I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about how much I love. Some, we get some pretty classic Dale lines in here too. I love him at the uh, uh, at the post office where he's like, "One by one, your friends are gonna leave you." I'm next. I'm next, and then he is, and then he's gone. Yep. <laughs> yep. But well, I think that just about wraps up our episode, Mark. Yeah, I think we got to get out of here, buddy. I think so. We've got a very important question to ask first. All right, what's that? Uh, do you still like King of the Hill? Uh, I still, I still like King of the Hill. How, how about you, buddy? Uh, you know, it's starting to waver a little bit on me, but I still love King of the Hill. Yeah, that flag isn't standing as proud and strong, but it's starting to wiggle a little bit. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, we've, we've got a, it. It got a really strong base in that basically first season and a half. First ten of our episodes. Go back and listen to them all. Yep. And uh, where can they find us, Johnny? Uh, they can find us at Dangle Podcast at Twitter. Uh, they can also find us at dangolepodcast at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line. And we'd be happy to read it and happy to ignore it. Uh, they can find me at Stream on Twitter. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in a river of water that's slightly smaller. How about you, Mark? <laughs> Every time. Um, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can also find me on my other podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast. And yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. We Thank you so much. One of you. Have a great night, everybody.